Hello and welcome to What Did We Just Watch, the show where we talk about what we just watched. I'm your wholesome know-it-all resident movie buff, Zach Kuyat. And I'm the steal the declaration of independence. <laughs> and this is What Did We Just Watch? Old school. Woo! Because I forgot to bring all the stuff I needed to bring yeah, to this recording, which means we are on early microphones. When, we are recording into recording audacity. Is my home. You offer every bit of technology, and, <laughs> and I forgot the. So. There's only one that I, it's just the adapter from the MacBook <laughs> to the the That's the Scarlet. That's all it is, it and I forgot that one, and you don't have it for me. No, so I don't. We're going old school, and not only are we going old school, we're going double feature this we're week, going double folks. Feature, finally, because because I've been waiting for you to do it before I did it again. Listen, because we watched National Treasure, and then. In Disney Plus, <laughs> we finished it, and it was like, hey, do you want to watch the second one? And I said, hmm, yes, I do. And Let's watch I National did. Treasure okay. 2. So we watched National Treasure 1 and 2 this Woo! week. We hadn't talked about Nicolas Cage, so it's about no. time. Because I can't remember the last time I talked about Nicolas Cage in general. I can. I do it a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about Nicolas Cage because he's a man who's clearly capable of Oscar caliber performances. I think he's I given at least two or three like yeah. like so Oscar caliber performances. I told you I told you this as we were watching it. I found out as we were watching it I have never seen National Treasure. That's crazy to me. I know. I think <laughs> My own, like, lack of awareness of what movies I have and have not seen, like, startles <laughs> even me sometimes. Um, it's one of my favorite things about this podcast. I think podcast. I knew, I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. And I took that I'm in my brain as, yeah, I've seen that movie. I've not <laughs> seen that movie. Um, the only, I am realizing the only Nicolas Cage movie I have ever seen before tonight was Ghost Rider. <laughs> That's and I such a crazy thing. There's two of those, say. right? Yes, there's two of those. I Ghost Rider and Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. I think I've only seen the first one of that, even. That's so I had seen one such an insane thing single Nicolas say. Cage movie before. So, <laughs> fresh eyes, fresh ears, fresh soul, fresh... Nicolas Cage. Nailed wow. it. <laughs> um, it's about time that we got around to some Nicolas Cage Honestly. on this podcast. And... That's why I think I want to save the bulk of what I want to talk about for question uh, number three. Let's do it. But before we get to question number three, we have to get to question number one. And question number one, yes, let's start at the very beginning, a very very good good place place to start. start. Question number one is (laughs) a very appropriate question for a Nicolas Cage movie. What's extreme? What's the most? What's the least? What's your favorite? What's your least favorite? What is extreme in this movie? I'll start by saying he's in the first one, not as extreme as I would have been led to believe. He's quite he's subdued. really quite fine. Quite first, subdued. Not that I think he's bad in the second one. I actually think Crazy Nicolas Cage is, like, fun. Yes, Crazy Nicolas Cage, when he leans into, like, just a little bit, I enjoy him. it's perfect. I enjoy him a lot. Like I said, I haven't seen most of his movies. But from what I have seen, half of which being Ghost Rider, like, I think he's very fun. <laughs> Um, like, I just enjoy him. I'm never going to be like, yeah, I think he's one of my favorite actors of all time. No, he's but an I enigma. I don't think I'm capable of not enjoying him. Right. You he's, know what I mean? He's just like a fun person to watch. Regardless of what else he does, he is very entertaining. Yes. And that's the thing. And I think some that's actors how he got where he is. Some actors get boring when they're bad. Right. When Nicolas Cage it's, is bad. It's, 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 
funny. He gets bad. more and more entertaining as he gets worse. Yes. So and, it's like, yeah, it's Nicholas thing. Cage. People like talk about him like that's a bad thing. I think that's awesome. He's clearly if made it work be, for him. Actors are gonna be in bad movies. It's going to happen. You're gonna be in bad movies if you're an actor. That's like what you get paid to do half the time. Right. It's part of the deal. And like it. If you can be fun to watch even in a bad movie. That's where you make your money. Yeah. Sometimes the movie's not going to be great. You're not going to win an Oscar exactly. every time. It's just part of the deal. I, I, my extreme for this movie okay. is that, um, even though I know the plot is convoluted, both of them, like the plot is insane. Oh, for it's sure. like if the, I found the, out for like five seconds, I, it took me like another twenty minutes to right. like figure out where we it's were. It's like the Freemasons have been leaving clues since the dawn of America, and this is how we follow that. Like it's the plot is some nonsense. It's nonsense, and I like it. But it's fun. what's extreme to me is that even with all of the craziness, every time they solve a puzzle. There is such an extreme hit of adrenaline so in this movie. Like, it feels good for me, no, me to too. see them no, solve a puzzle. Like, it, like, it's, it, like, activates my serotonin yes. response when they solve a puzzle because in these this, movies. Okay, that is a very, like, you thing. But yes, even is. for me, yes, you're a very, you're a puzzle boy. I you am are a very, like, boy, I want to solve things. And I would fail to do an escape room that right like now. That is, a singular personality trait of yours. Yes. It feels good for me, and I'm, like, not that way. I'm like, yeah, if I figure it out, that's fun. If not, <laughs> But it feels so good that I think that's why these movies are as, I don't know what to say, well-received? Right, as, as successful are, as, as like, they are. As, like, well-thought-of as they are, because they're not, like, specifically great movies. Right. Nobody's going to be like, these are some of the best movies ever made. Right. Or at least very few people. It's not There's somebody for. everywhere. But... The whole thing is, it, they feel good to watch. They feel right. good, even if, like, some of the acting's a little funky. Even if all of the even acting the is, is only fine. Sometimes. Even if the story does not work. Even if the puzzles sometimes are a little like, huh? Why? <laughs> Why is this happening now? Even then, it's still, whenever he figures something out, it feels good. It's I can't great. even explain, like, what they do that makes it feel good. It's so good. The only thing I can think of is, like, the score. I think the score makes thing, the mm. movie feel really good. The score does do a lot for this movie. Because, like, I, both like of I said, I've never seen this movie before, so I haven't really heard the score before. But it, it felt good. It like, really the, the works. The music feels good. It, it does. makes you feel good. You're absolutely right. I the score like does there. a lot for both of them. There's something really it's clever nice. going on in Who the score. The score? Is it someone, like, big? Um, is it, like, a... Uh, Alan Menken? Is it a... No, I don't I don't think it's anybody Yeah, Trevor Rabin. No, I don't Or yeah. um who's the one who wrote Who's the other big one that wrote like Batman? Batman. The big Batman. Oh, uh who is Batman? Yeah. Great question for me. <laughs> who is Batman? We're doing great. Um you know? What do you mean when you say the big Batman? The Christopher one Nolan that, like, one? My brain thinks of. Like the Christopher Nolan? Maybe. Is that Hans Zimmer? Did no, that that no, doesn't no, sound no, right. No, 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 I don't know what you mean by the other <laughs> composer. There's so many of it's them. It's going to drive me insane about <laughs> Movie? Music? 
this is how, yeah, movie music man is what you should Google to find a composer. Right, I found the 1962 movie, The Music Man. Well, yeah, of course you did, because you Googled <laughs> movie music man. Um, it's, um, no, he wrote the music for Spider-Man too. Oh, uh, Danny Elfman. Danny Elfman. That's who I'm thinking of. Who also wrote the movie Shame on You for Nightmare Before Christmas. No, yes. No, that's why I was thinking of Batman. Because he was affiliated with Tim Burton. Yes. That's yes, why. Yes, Danny yes, Elfman. Yes, 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 yes. No, it was not Danny Elfman. It was just some guy. But it, it, it's really good. It's, like, effective. It, it draws on those same, yeah, like, it feels nice. let's do the high, sharp could strings. Could I tell you how any of it went? No, I could not. But I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to use this next extreme to kind of dip into another question, but I, I want to throw it in here because these movies have extremely interesting villains. Yes, and they do. Like, admittedly, they're the same character. But oh, for sure. It's the same person two times. This is the same movie two times. <laughs> but they go to London in the second one. Yeah, that's that's it. They go to France also. Like, that's the only difference is they actually do leave the United States. But the villains in both movies, I think, are really fun and really interesting. Because, first of all, they got two excellent actors to play villains. They got Sean Bean for the first one, who is just so good in the first movie. It's, there's he's something about it. him in that first movie where at the very beginning he like leaves him locked in the Charlotte and is like, this whole boat's going to blow up. Deal with it. <laughs> like, that's very fun. And even like every step of the way, it's like, I'm going to leave you to die here. Nope. Just kidding. I'm going to leave you to die here. Ah, just kidding. I'm going to leave you to die here. Because yep. he does it like three times it's in that movie. Though. But it's he's very mustache twirly. It like, is. And that's because like these right don't on. Because what they are. That's exactly. what I love. I exactly. love when a movie knows what it is. If a movie is Oscar bait, like crazy dramatic, right. and it knows that, great. If a movie is going to be dumb and campy and silly, and it knows that, that... Then it's fun if it does it. Book, it makes it good. Right. A movie doesn't have to be Oscar bait. It has to know what it is. I think, yeah. I and think this movie, what these movies movie know what they are. Is a movie knowing what it is yes. and what it's working with. Um, speaking of knowing what you're working with, a talent like Ed Harris, who can, yes. not only is Ed Harris an excellent villain, but he can play any kind of villain. Yes. Because, like, good. you can Such walk good. back through his career and find a ton of really interesting villain roles. Because, obviously, like, The Truman Show, we've talked about him before. Where it's just like was crazy. it's just very intellectual, and he is just like a godlike figure, and that's interesting. I won't lie; it took me like while we were watching the movie, it, I don't recognize Ed Harris automatically. Like he's not one of those faces yeah. that I automatically recognize. I get that. You were like, "Yeah, you're gonna know this guy," and then you saw him, and I was like, "Oh, who is that? I can't think of who it is." And you said, "Think of him in the moon." Picture him in the moon. And then it took me like another five minutes a little to bit. like really like <laughs> register what you meant by that because I was like, "In the moon? What the fuck? Movie How often are we, is a, a guy in the talking moon?" About? And then like five minutes later, I was like, "Oh my god, Truman Show! That's what, <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time." Is what you're talking the about? The movie right. where a guy's got on it. the moon. But then like he's got that sort of like high-minded i'm not really here to fight you i'm just here to like do my own thing yeah and then you've got this movie where it's like i am hunting for el dorado and also i want your 
great great grandfather to be responsible for the Lincoln assassination. Yeah. Because. So because he his explanation in the movie is like, I'm sorry that I besmirched the the name of your great grandfather. I needed you to get in on this treasure hunt because yeah. I knew you were the only one who could figure it out, which is which, crazy. Because like you could have just, just said, "Hey, I have it. treasure," and he would have been like, "That's oh, his whole thing. The guy loves treasure." <laughs> but then, but then even like you can go after this and go to a movie like Snowpiercer, where yes. he. Also, oh God, he was in which is an incredible movie. It's a good but that's movie. another one where he's like, "Yes, I feed children to the engine of this train, but it has to be done." And it's like, and like oh, he can really back oh and forth God. from like high-minded intellectual to I'm just gonna twirl my mustache and die in Cibola, the lost city of gold. Back to like, what if it was the apocalypse and my evil deeds were the only thing keeping the human race alive? Right. He's a guy who has incredible range as a villain. I love him. And that's just like where he ends up every time. Even if kind he's of the, the one like, I will probably never recognize like on site, I still love him. He's an excellent character actor yeah. one way or another. He's wonderful. Love him. Um, I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Do it. Do you have any questions for this movie? I Because these movies collective, because we need to go to question number two. Question number two is what are your questions? Okay. And there's got to be a lot of them. <laughs> Let me start with the first movie. Mainly minor for the first movie, because there's just the, the first movie takes itself a little more seriously it than does. the second one, it which does. means there's going to be more to probe about it. The very beginning, when they have the pipe, uh huh, and the whole bit is that he, first off, his first thought is to just stab his own thumb uh -huh. to get his blood instead of just like. Wait like five minutes. Go find some pen ink somewhere. Go and somewhere. Like you could. This these both of these movies have such an issue with like going somewhere else that's, to figure things out. That's my question for both of them: is why couldn't you just wait a second? Half the time they're like, <laughs> especially in the first one, they're like yanking out the actual Declaration of Independence in the middle of some like public place to just like try to figure some shit right. out. Like, they're Dude, just in his dad's house, and they're like, we gotta. Of the right now because you stole the Declaration of Independence. You can't kidnapped the go. president 20 minutes ago. Can't you can't just, just hang out. You can't just hang out in the Library of Congress. You just kidnapped the president. You can't hang out in the middle of like a fucking park. <laughs> like they go at one point they're just like in the middle of a, I think it's like Central Park They're just out they somewhere. Just, they get out and they're like yeah let's take a look at this. It's so funny. But specifically when they're in they're still in the Charlotte at the beginning yes. of the first movie. And he, like, stabs his thumb to get his blood to put all over that pipe. Mm -hmm. And roll it on that piece of paper. <laughs> My question is, that pipe was about, like, an inch in diameter. It was not big. It was it's, not. It had, like, an inch circumference, it was, like, maybe. definitely not large enough to write as much as. It writes like, a whole page of text. One line. You could maybe get a line and a half out of that thing because it is so small. It makes no sense. Like just make it long. So that it could have it could have just been bigger. It could have just been a long pipe. This is people a prop they made for the movie. Things back then. Yeah, it people smoke out of stupid things now. You're correct. But it could have just been a stupid long like pipe. 
It could have. And like it still would have been a pipe and it still would have been fine. It still worked for the end, whatever. Just it make it, it right. would. It still would have been functional for the end it of the movie too. It still would have been fine. Like I don't understand why. Because they just yada yada over like, oh yeah, let me roll this over the paper. And they just cut away and it's an entire <laughs> page long. As if he just kept rolling it down the page like it was going to write something different. Right. <laughs> it's a whole page of text and that is one inch in diameter and yeah. a pipe. Um, it I, bothered me. I have, <laughs> Especially I have... as someone who was new to the franchise and who was like, <laughs> and who was like vaguely expecting things to make sense. You know what I mean? Well, that was your first problem. Yeah, that was my first problem. I, That's I, the I thing about know. watching them back to back is if you don't catch on at the beginning of the first one, you're going to be catched on by the beginning of the second one. Right. You're, You're going to understand, like, that's not four. what this is going to be. And that's fine. Um, I'm still going to have questions about it, though. I have another question for the first movie. Yeah, go. Specifically. And it's, um, do you think Sean Bean intentionally got every kind of white person for his crew? Because he did. <laughs> every kind of English-speaking white person is on Sean Bean's team. Because there's one that's Australian, and there's one that's, there's him that's British, there's one that's Scottish, and then there is an American guy who is black. But it's like, let's yeah. just get all of the people who would speak English, I'm, I'm going to grab one of each, one of and each. we're going to put him on my team. Because there's one guy that's just like, I'm, oh, I'm very Australian, mate. And then there's like the Phil, Scottish Phil, guy. the one guy that they're like, we got to make sure we call out Phil's name specifically yes. on the roof in Philadelphia. Yes. It's the only time they say Phil's name and Nicolas Cage is like, I'm sorry, Phil, I'll give you the the case. And then it turns out the declaration's not in there. No. I just think it's very funny that, that like as funny. they go around his that. crew, it's like, oh, that guy is they're so like, Scottish. Get everyone that doesn't speak a different language that we can possibly get. The, right, there's the Let's one get guy a that diverse group, but no one that speaks anything. Other than they they are all going to speak English. Don't don't worry about that. Don't get it twisted. Because <laughs> the one guy we that want to fuck with subtitles. The one guy that lasts a while going down into like the Templar treasure is super Australian. Yes. And Shaw, yeah. who like ju who they just like. They don't know what to do with, so they just drop him down a hole near the end of the movie. <laughs> they just drop him in a hole. He's, like, so British. And then they have another guy that's so Scottish, and Phil is just American, and somehow he got on board with this. It's just, it's really funny to me that they were like, what, how many accents can people they have? Get these in but that they only speak English, so we don't have to worry about it. How many accents can we it. have? We don't have to deal with it. That's very funny. It's good that he got a diverse but English-speaking crew, you know? I have another question for the first movie. Please. And then we ha we gotta go to the second movie, because I got questions one. there, too. The first one is the one I mainly focused on, because while we were watching the first one, I thought we were only watching We the were first only gonna one. watch the one, and then we, we made a split-second decision. <laughs> Again, near-ish the beginning of the first one, they go to, like, the, um, what's her name? The girl. The one girl. Abigail Chase. Abigail. I knew it started with an A. Abigail. And they're and Nick is trying to explain, like, why they need to see the Declaration of Independence. His name's Benjamin Franklin Gates, but sure. I'm gonna call him Nick Cage. I'm not gonna call him <laughs> Nick Cage. Sorry. I know his name is Benjamin Franklin fucking whatever. Um, but he... 
is trying to explain his case to her as to why they need to see the declaration. Right. Did they not practice that pitch, like, at all? Like, I get they implied that they've already spoken. Because they they say they've talked to Homeland Security and the FBI. The FBI. Yeah. So I get that they're maybe a little disheartened, but he, like, does not try it all when he's talking to her. I absolutely love that he's like, like, there is a cartograph on the back of the declaration. Yeah, and it's in. That could reveal the location and of objects stone. of intrinsic yeah. and historical value. Like he should have just said, listen, I think there's a treasure map on the back of the declaration, right. but he says there, I think the back of the declaration because could have a cartograph. If you say that in like an intelligent and thought out way, maybe there's a chance she would be like, well, if you're supervised, maybe I'll let you work. Right. But he she would but... No, she definitely would not have. Not she loves that thing so fucking much. Also, um, it's a 250-year-old piece of paper. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. But it, <laughs> like, it, he just like doesn't try at all at that point. He's he really like, doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Like, if you felt like it. I like your coin, fucking coin you got collection cool over there. That's fun. Uh, George Washington uh, didn't have campaign buttons. <laughs> She's collecting George Washington campaign buttons. That's what they're all supposed to be? They were all supposed to be George Washington's campaign buttons. I thought they were, like, from each president. I no. Know. I didn't think they were all He says they're all George Washington's campaign buttons, what? which he did not have. Yeah, that would not have been Because there wasn't an election. They were just like, George Washington, do you want to be the first president? I saw Hamilton, and I don't think they meant <laughs> That's um, not they. He didn't campaign. No, I don't like understand it. why the movie couldn't have been like. Like, yeah, we like this guy. <laughs> okay, but that that there's this movie where where Jennifer Lopez plays an English teacher. I wish, I okay. wish I could remember the name of this movie, but the whole thing is like an English teacher like falls in love with a student, Ew. and like that's the romance. It's not like they're not. There's not a problem with it. It's that's the romance. And I don't remember anything about this movie because I didn't see it. Love but it. I saw the trailer. Okay. And in the trailer, the student guy finds her a gift at a garage sale and brings it to her. The boy next door? The boy next door. Yeah, That's great. the one. I just Googled it. She's like an adult <laughs> yeah, English teacher. Jennifer Lopez yes. as English teacher. Yes. The boy next door. And I remember in the trailer... <laughs> I can't believe somebody put this line in a movie. I, he hands her this book, and she's like, this is the Odyssey. And he goes, yeah, first edition. <laughs> Which will be ancient Greek. That will be written in ancient Greek. That's a, that's a rock. That's one big rock. And he says he found it at a garage sale. He found a first edition of the Odyssey at a garage sale. That's not a thing, movie. No. You can't do that. Are you, like, were you serious? It wasn't a joke? Yes, this was not a funny movie. No. The first God. edition of The Odyssey. God. At a garage sale. Just have one proofread of the script. <laughs> Just a single one. Would Let one that. adult read the script of your movie. Okay, I, I do have, I lied. I have one more question for this first okay. movie. How in the world did the declaration survive all of that? 
The Declaration is a piece of paper that is over 200 years old. Out of the little glass case. It right. Turned, it should have Thanos turned to dust. It should have been a pile of ash the second he thought he could roll it up and put it in a tube. It should have just fallen he's apart. Not doing it like gently. He's just like, no. <laughs> he's doing it fast, and then he get out of there. he takes it later and he shakes it up inside a tube like. A jar full of ice. It sounds like yes. <laughs> He's got a tube in a case, and he shakes it around like, "Look, I've got it it's in like, here." Great, it's like sand. The next you time got, you it. you've got a jar of dust now. That's what you have. You don't have anymore. the Declaration of Independence but anymore. No, they still have the it doesn't exist now. I guess it's fine. And then they put lemon juice on it. They and just breathe like all over it. They breathe on it, and they use like blow dryers like, on it. Just runs with it, just. Out in the open in her hand. She throws it funny. into the street at it one point. Fine. Like, I don't and understand. It's over 200 years old. It's a, and it's just fine. You can't, like, you can't just play around with pieces of paper that were, like, in no. journals we wrote in elementary school. You know what you can play around with? Paper that was fake made to look like it was that old. <laughs> right. Because I've made fake paper that was made to look like it was that old. That's. Right, it's easy to do. Old paper is just going to fall apart. Put some coffee on it and crumble it a little yes. bit. That's all you have Put to do. Put it in the oven for like five minutes. Right. And then it's going to stay together. It's fine. The, the fact that this is supposed to be the actual Declaration of Independence, and they're like rolling it up real fast and it running around and shaking it. Every time they pull it out. It's like, because no, that's not how it works. I really thought it was going to be a thing in the first movie where they were. it was just going to crumple at some point. It was going to disintegrate. <laughs> And that was going to be a thing, and it just never did. Because God forbid anything happened to us. Nothing better happened to any piece of American history in our national treasure. Thank you very much. That's not going to happen. Oh, God. It's not part of the deal. (laughs) I have a question that's kind of for both of you. Okay, perfect. That'll be the bridge towards the second movie. I have a transition question. I wonder... It's like a real life question. I wonder if in real life, after these movies, either one of these movies premiered, okay. if any of these places they visited experienced a rise in break-ins. Oh, a great question. I'm sure they did. If like because especially at... the first National Treasure <laughs> was so popular, uh-huh. they had to open. You know, people were like, "I got to get onto the roof of or Independence Hall today." Did they, did they preemptively raise security? Because of the if they saw it and they were like, "Ooh, we gotta get like, out of here!" In front of this, cause some problems. Let's raise that up. Because you know, people were like, "I wonder if there is something on the roof of Independence Hall." I wonder if I could seal the Declaration of Independence. See, okay, so I've seen the Declaration of Independence. I have right? not. The Declaration and the Constitution and the Magna Carta are oh. all in the same room. Oh, are they? I yes. Know that. Or at least they were when I saw them. Okay. Um, and. The room, it's like low light so that nothing will be exposed right, to so extra light. They're very delicate pieces of 200 year old paper. And it's, if I remember right, it's also like you can't actually walk through the middle of the room. You have to walk like the oh. edge around the documents so people can't cross back and forth so to watch them. So there's no like weird it, traffic, like, no yeah. nothing. And it's everything in DC is full of security. Oh, yeah. Like, you can't go course, into sure. a building and not go through a metal detector. Yeah. It was, and that was 
like recently. six to eight years ago now yeah. is a long time. And now you like can't even take tours of the White House. Right. Because they just they don't do it anymore. No. At that point you could tour the White House and you can't do that now. So I'm sure it's only gotten more difficult to do things. What I really think happened is this movie pretended like security was way more lax than it was because I doubt he does like a fake like laser pointer camera thing. I doubt you could take a, like a camcorder like that in to see the declaration. They expect a lot of cameras in these movies. There's a lot going on. I love the 2004 and 2007 hacking that happens in these movies where it's just like, I got a laptop. He's got a laptop in a car and hacks into like London's, like security camera database what is what internet is he connected to in a car it must now definitely i don't know back then well that's why he had to 2007 i don't know if it did that's why i had to put together a setup in a bathroom stall (laughs) i like that one of my favorite little things that happens in that scene is that he takes off like just like a peel off roll of velcro that he sticks to the wall of the stall yeah. <laughs> like i don't like i'm i'm in here for about 15 minutes to like infiltrate buckingham palace but i also awesome. i need all of this stuff to be up on the wall i can't just put it around <laughs> it's so funny it's really good it makes no sense but it's so fun it's nonsense I enjoy it I really um, like all that nonsense where they're like moving the drawers and they have the numbers and they're that's really like, great. It's so dumb, but at the same time, I I think it's so fun. It's insane. Like I'm like, this is. I love it. It's drawers, but it's like a safe, and I love it. The drawers are how you put in the combination for a sick. Come on, that's great. That's cool. That's a great bit, even if it makes no sense at all. People have broken into Buckingham Palace before. That's <laughs> true. To be fair, it was in like the seventies. It was in the past. Yeah, yeah it was you a couldn't while do it now. Ago, but you can't bring in anything. Last I know. <laughs> I think it's like impossible. Because I watched the Crown, and that's my novel. <laughs> anything related to Buckingham Palace. I don't so. think it's possible to break into a place now. No. Like the the more Not that we get modern technology, as they imply it is right, and they don't imply it's easy in these movies either. I, but it's like gotta be a million times harder than it is in these movies. I hope. At least God, I hope it is. <laughs> I hope movies still exist in like two hundred years from now. And they can watch this one and just. <laughs> so w- well, what I hope is that there will be like a version of this movie that is made, but like about the early two thousands, where it's like. They hid all of the national secrets in a series of TikToks. <laughs> the president has a private Instagram account where he keeps all of the nation's Sebastian secrets. Sebastian Stan has a secret TikTok account. We have to find it. Actual actor Sebastian Stan. Have you heard that? People, are, Sebastian Stan apparently in an interview was like, yeah, I have a TikTok account. Oh, It's just funny. not under my name. So I'm on TikTok. It's just not under my name. That's now so funny. Now everyone's like funny. freaking out being like, we gotta figure out where Sebastian Stan is. I have not seen that. That's so <laughs> funny. I have to assume that there's a lot I just of like a lot of things related to, to Sebastian Stan. So yeah. my for you page is a lot of Sebastian Stan right now. That's fair. Because I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier just ended. Right. We're we're in arguably mm-hmm. peak Sebastian Stan peak right now. Sebastian Stan time. <laughs> um, that's actually an excellent segue to another question I have, which is when is Nicolas Cage going to get to play Captain America? Because all of those, <laughs> all of the Captain America characters 
have okay. like American historical names. Okay. Steve Rogers is Steve Grant oh, Rogers, which funny. makes him yeah. S. Grant Rogers. Right. We have James Buchanan Barnes. There's John Fitzgerald Walker. Benjamin Franklin Gates. Clearly, he's set it's up to be another Captain America. It's what we deserve. Here, and and Nicholas Cage. National Treasure Three, Captain America. National Treasure Three, Captain America Four, <laughs> Book of Secrets <laughs> Two. <laughs> Nicholas Cage was very nearly Superman at one point. Really, I did not know. That. Before the like Brandon Routh Superman Returns. It, there was like 90s, oh, okay. early 2000s, like to the point that there are images of Nicolas Cage in the Superman suit. Like they were really? right like there. They were going it was for it. happening. Interesting. And it just never materialized. But Nicolas Cage. See it, but like good for him. I just, I think we deserve a long standing Nicolas Cage as a superhero. Because to, to be perfectly honest, <laughs> well, to be fair, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider is kind of a perfect Nicolas Cage superhero. I love Ghost Rider. Because it's so out there. I watched those movies when I was so young, but I love Ghost Rider. It's so fun. I because think it's like, fun. Hey, Nicolas Cage, do like two minutes where your whole head's on fire. Like, just <laughs> pretend. Goes, okay. And it's like, yeah, that's a Nicolas Cage thing to and do. I just love Ghost Rider in general. Ghost Rider is a, a really cool superhero. I just think we, I just think we need Nicolas Cage in the MCU. I just think I that would be fun. a lot of fun. I think they should bring him back. I do and you know, miss, I miss Ghost Rider a lot. They just did Ghost the Ghost Rider big... is Marvel, right? Yes. Am I wrong? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure it's Marvel. There was a Ghost that was, Rider. That was pre-MCU yeah. Marvel. There was a Ghost Rider on um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a little bit. Was there? Yeah. They did I Ghost watched, Rider. I think I only watched like half of the first yeah. season of Agents. I watched a couple seasons of it and then I kind of fell off of it. Yeah. They just did, did you see the big like phase four here's everything we're doing announcement mm, kind of i saw it, some of it they did all. they did like a surprisingly moving like coming back to the movies the power of the human spirit kind of thing oh. that was really nice and they announced a bunch of stuff they announced that um instead of it won't be captain marvel 2 it'll be the marvels and introducing captain so, marvel and miss marvel, marvel which yes. is really exciting they also announced um Black Panther Wakanda Forever, okay. um, which, Aww. incredible. We also, we just missed another Chadwick Boseman thing I last week. I don't know. know how it keeps happening. That was crazy, and I we have to talk about we it. We will talk about that. Because, yeah. like, I don't understand how you... The producers, I think, did the right thing. Because everybody assumed that Chadwick Boseman was going to yes. win that Oscar. Like, everyone thought that was what was going to happen. It seems so obvious, like, this Oscar is going to go to Chadwick Boseman. The producers didn't. admittedly took a big swing because the producers they don't did. know who won. Right. The only people that knows that know who won are the is the accounting firm. That's the only people that knows yeah. like who that, wins ahead of time. Thing. They don't tell anyone. So like the producers took a big swing for the first time since the forties. Because 40s. they thought it was such a like foregone conclusion. Right. They thought it was a, such an obvious. Best picture has been the last award since the forties. Yeah. Since the forties. So it was like, let's do it. Let's put the, what we assume was the Chadwick Boseman Award at the end of the night. And then it was Anthony Hopkins. And I love Anthony Hopkins. I know. I but saw he, some people getting upset with It's Anthony not his fault. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Because none of that is his fault. Because first of all. I heard 
it, it was a good performance. Like, and he didn't even bother to show up. And I was like, oh, he's like, he's an old, old, he's old man. And 83. We were still in a pandemic. He's 83. He has been quarantining like longer than almost anyone. He literally became the oldest actor to win an Oscar. That's insane. He's because 83. Oscars are like notoriously for old. Old, old white men <laughs> are mostly what the Oscars men. are for. But and like, he's the oldest one. And Anthony Hopkins' like statement the next day was really nice, where he like no, acknowledged he had Chadwick Boseman. No, such a great Bozeman. response to it. He did a good job. But it's just like, what? It was such a, why? Like, just funky, weird. Y'all, that because that's that's an Academy vote. Because I thing. understand why they felt the need to move it to the end. I understand why they assumed it. I don't think they should have assumed it. Right. It was a. Because it was they a could good have move. just kept it the same order. And then, like, it wouldn't have been such a thing. Right. Because he would have lost, and maybe some people would have been like, he should have won. Right. We still would have had the same like... conversation that he should have won. Right. But it, but wouldn't, it wouldn't have but, been like, the, the ceremony. same kind of conversation right. people have every year where they're like, this other person should have won instead. Right. Instead of like, it's... oh, they, like, kind of disrespected him a little right. bit. Right. It's so deeply uncomfortable. It the because they assumed he was going to win, and, and then, then he, he didn't. didn't. That's so Ugh, uncomfortable. It was... Ah. It just it like hurt to watch a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Because like in hindsight, nearly everybody agreed that like yeah, Chadwick Boseman should have won that. Yes, I still need to watch a single one <laughs> of the Oscar movies. I, I also like Anthony Hopkins was good in that movie. Mm-hmm. I still think I would have made him like my third choice to win the Oscar for that. But he's like kind of a. It's one of those that they already. It's one of those legacy things, but he also has one. Right. Like he won for Silence of the Lambs. Right. Which is so it's not like it wasn't the Al Pacino like oh we haven't given him one yet we have to give him one at some point. He's gotten one. He has one already. (laughs) He's doing just because he he also became on his own. He he became the longest gap between Oscar wins too. Oh yeah. Because Silence of the Lambs was the '90s, and then this and that one. That was the last one he won. That's he's, he's only won, won the two. One. No. I do love Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is great. It's not Silence his fault. Silence of the Lambs is one of my favorite movies. It's the voters' ever. fault. Oh, it's yeah. the Academy voters' yes. fault. It's well, not Anthony sure. Hopkins' fault, and I don't think it's the producers' fault either. I think they tried to make a really nice moment they out of trying. the end of the Oscars. Uh, yeah, I don't think it. Obviously, it didn't come from like a bad right place it's it didn't just come a from weird like a moment. malicious place or anything it's not like they knew it's just a wildly uncomfortable moment just that those everybody people, in the room was like oh Chadwick Boseman is gonna win this is right. gonna be very nice and then those instead people happened the producers happened right. to assume that he was going to win but a lot of Oscar voters don't watch all of the nominees and are fair. Are also they don't watch all of them. Thousand-year-old white men. You don't men. have to like, watch all of them in order to vote. It's crazy that you don't have to watch yeah, every movie. Yeah, which is insane. But you don't have to watch all of them. So they probably watched the ones that looked like ones they would like. Mm-hmm. One of which happened to star Anthony Hopkins, who right. they already love. Right, they love Boom. Anthony Hopkins. He's, and he's Anthony Hopkins is good in everything he's ever done. So Right, and like the father is very good. And he's he puts yeah, on a very I've good performance. It's wonderful. But it's like... Guys, pay attention to what's going on. Yeah. It's the Oscar any any award show you look at is broken. Cause it was designed awards to be awards shows are not 
ever going to be a perfect yeah. system. And that's not no what, how hard we try. There's not a single actor that would Which be like, I do mean it because of the Which doesn't mean we should try. It just you know? means like it's always going to be biased. Sometimes it's going to be, it's going to feel wrong. Yeah. Like that's just part of it. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it was designed to be this really nice moment and it yeah. just really undercuts like what you were trying to do when actually at the end of the night, Joaquin Phoenix has to accept the award on the behalf of Anthony Hopkins, yeah. who is asleep on the other side of the world. Yeah. Because of course he is, because he's an old, old man who doesn't want to travel to LA. Man. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just wild. Hey, Nicolas Cage won an Oscar one time. You ever think he about did. that? He did. He did. I only know that because you told me that. <laughs> he did. He won an Oscar, and I often argue he should have another one. What's the other one you thought he should win for? And there's this movie adaptation where he plays mm. twin brothers, mm. and he's like really exceptionally good in it. I don't even know that I've heard of that movie before. It's really good, actually. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Do we have any more questions we want to ask? I don't because have any more specific questions. Then we need more. to get into question number three. Because we we got two movies, so we got a lot of people we to talk about. Because things. question number three is, why are you here? It's ah. where we look at who's in the movie and we wonder, hum, how did that happen, mm -hmm. I wonder. Um, we touched on this a little bit, so I want to hit it again. Okay. Because our two ties to our podcast already are the two excellent villains in these two movies. Great. Um, the first being Sean Bean, Beautiful. who we wonderful oh notably doesn't die in national yeah, treasure it's and it's like his thing in his career he's like he's one of the actors that ranks highest on like dying in movies all the time yeah it's john hurt and then sean bean has the second most on-screen deaths hurt. what a guy yeah yeah but sean bean has the second most on-screen deaths of any actor and this is Poor one man. movie where we don't get to see him die what? So, like, good, good for, for him. him. He survived. He did go to jail for a very long time. Um, as another actor that we're definitely going to have to talk about points out, somebody has to go to jail for a long time. Yeah. Um, but he's he's very fun. Sean Bean is an actor that always understands, like, what movie he's in. Oh, and yeah. plays to it. Because he he is has, like, excellent villain turns in this and in Fellowship, where we already, like, yeah. watched Fellowship of the Ring. He's got, like, a perfect brief villain to like last moment of redemption arc, which is just incredible. And then you talk about like, like uh golden eye where he plays Alec Trevelyan and you get just like a straight up. Mm. I am the villain of this movie. And he's really good in that. He just like, he gets it. He gets how to play to he the movie. He understands that he's in. the assignment. Every time. <laughs> Speaking of people who understand the assignment as a villain, we already said it, but I'm going to say it again. Ed Harris, Ed Harris the other person who we've talked about on this podcast before because Ed of the Harris. Truman Show. He just I like. I may never recognize his face, but I love his soul. He's never been bad. No. He just is very good. He's a good. Yes. I like him a lot. He's great. But we already talked about both of them, so let's let's dig into some of the other people uh, in this movie. And yeah. the uh, the one that I alluded to, I think we should just like jump in. Yeah, let's go. Because I do forget all the time that Harvey Keitel is in both of these <laughs> movies. The guy from Pulp Fiction and Reservoir yeah, Dogs, Quentin Tarantino's best friend, not really, but like a classic Tarantino actor. It's just, it's so weird honestly, that he's in these. I was honestly shocked they got him back for the second one, if I'm being honest. Yeah, he shows up like, again it, it in the second one. he was in the first one. Like, yeah, you can get somebody like that for one movie. Yeah. I was 
shocked he it's was in the crazy that he's also in the second one he doesn't really do a lot in the second one no he's like barely in the second one and that makes even it even maybe, funnier to me even though maybe that's a little bit of sell like he was like oh i'll be on set for like a day fine i'll come in and shoot I'll come in and some shoot scenes. My scenes for one day and, and then, then i'll go home <laughs> yeah but Harvey Keitel, really funny that he's in these movies. So funny. Um, there's a couple people that I want to make sure we talk about because yes. they're each only in one movie. Absolutely. Um, the in the first movie, it's Christopher Plummer, who we we've, we've talked about how much we enjoy. Yeah. Uh, because when we talked about Knives Out. Yes. But like the Sound of Music, like one of those guys who is just like, yes. whoa, one of Great. the most like one of the old Hollywood like guys. Like. Play, please just Nicolas Cage's grandpa yeah. in the opening of the barely. first movie. He's barely in it. Again, you'll be on set for like half a day and then you can right. go home. He had to learn like 20 minutes worth of lines. Yeah. Maybe. Barely. Like when it comes to actual shooting time. Taking yeah. it like two or three takes. Probably 20 minutes. And then yeah. he went because home and that was it. Because he's Christopher Plummer and it probably took him. And just cash that check maybe and two. go home. Yeah. Which, like, and like, yeah, <laughs> I really love old man Christopher Plummer in that him. first movie. I think he's great. He's always great. He is. He's just lovely in that first movie. <sighs> I miss him. Um, speaking of people who it's who are Hollywood royalty, and it's insane that they're in one of these movies. In National Treasure: Book of Secrets, Helen, Helen Mirren. Mirren plays Helen Mirren's just there, like a significant role. <laughs> and like, was... what's going <laughs> on there? mom was going to be in it and i started guessing who it was going to be and your closest guess was meryl street Street. i was like i think it's going to be meryl street and i was like no but close i "I think it's going to be the mom from arrested development who i love i can't remember her name i feel so bad that i I don't like that you're saying that because i was hoping we would just not talk about how neither of us remember the name of the movie i know i'm so sorry um but (laughs) helen mirren is such a I almost guessed Judy Dench. That like right Very in close, line, like so close. Because Helen Mirren, I don't think in a million years I would have guessed would have no. been in this movie. Because Judy Dench has done dumb things before. Yeah. Meryl Streep has done dumb things before. I don't know that I can think of another dumb thing that Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. I, I liked these movies. They are okay. So. Un- apologetically dumb you don't they know that dumb. helen mirren has done dumb things but she has she's done a couple really significant dumb things that i love one is that helen mirren as herself hosts the series documentary now oh. which it, it's which bill Hader and fred armison like, you would I love have not ever seen but it's just them doing spoofs on classic documentaries I do and she hosts it as if it's like an ifc like look at this Criterion Collection documentary that we're showing you, but it's nonsense. But the other insane thing that she's done, um, she plays in The Fate of the Furious. No. She plays Jason Statham's she is mother. She not in The she, Fast and the Furious. She absolutely movie. is. And I think she's I'm also in F9, too. I think she's going to no, be back in the in next multiple. one. Uh, she Fast was in the last the one. Furious? I think she's going to be in the next one. Oh, my God. <laughs> Helen, what are you I doing think The Fast that? and the Furious is where actors go and they're like, I've done everything I need to do. I want to have some fun you know, now. Let's just enjoy ourselves. They're going to space in the next one. She it's also perfect. Was in, uh, um, Hitchhiker. 
she was. She was in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. She plays a big computer. But again, that's like a sit in a studio. Yeah, you don't even have to come to set for that. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Record these lines and like leave. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Okay, so this is this is the time we need to talk about our lead trio of this movie. And please, I'm and truly this is just me like pushing to the 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 main event clearly but well, let's talk about everybody and, and the first is justin bartha who plays riley pool admittedly my favorite character I in these two him. movies i kind of hated him for the first half of the first one he's but then from then on so I fun he's, he's so, so fun and he, i love him he's also recognizable from the hangover movies he's like the guy that's barely in them see i know i if i saw hangover again i'd recognize him i haven't watched hangover like since Hangover came out. Yeah. Which and that's was a while fun. ago. That's the appropriate amount of times to watch the yeah, Hangover. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it like when it came out and that was about it. But he's so fun in these movies. No, it's just like hilarious. funny, quippy sidekick. That, that part so easily could have been just so dumb and irritating. Yeah. And it just wasn't. He just made it so fun. It he's a great fun. time. Um, also in, in our trio, because I truly am just pushing through these so we yeah, can talk yeah, about. Yeah, no, 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 no our star for as long as possible um also in the trio diane kruger who plays abigail chase great um i really like she's her. fun she totally forgets what her accent is supposed to be oh, like sure. a lot which but cracks like, me I up i don't expect more from this movie so it's fine but we were talking about harvey keitel and his friendship with quentin tarantino mm-hmm. she's the uh bridget in inglorious bastards Oh, uh huh. It's been a long time since I've seen Inglorious. Yeah, Bastards. she's like one wow. of the leads in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I know. I totally that. forget about that all the time. That's a good movie. I love Inglorious Bastards. I've seen it a long time, but it's, I love Inglorious Bastards. It's one of Quentin Tarantino's best. It's like Agreed. top two. I Agreed. think it's a very good movie. And and okay, that that's due diligence because I just want to talk about Nicolas Cage Nicolas for a Cage. while. We've never Cage. gotten to talk about Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Cage is perfect fodder for this podcast. Nicholas Cage's love, Nicholas Cage's life. I I adore Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I think I love him. He's like I said, up until now <laughs> I've only ever seen him in Ghost Rider. <laughs> which is like what a random thing to be the only thing I've seen him in before now. Speaking of Ghost Rider. Yeah. Speaking of Ghost Rider. There was there was this that interview. No one ever. <laughs> There's this interview in 2019. Yes, you've been teasing me with this interview for like two hours now. Please. He did this interview with the New York Times, and the guy doing the interview, like he opened up his his write up with like, I've always wanted to ask Nicolas Cage some questions. So funny. So I went into this what just good, thinking, what a good I setup. will ask him whatever, and we'll just see what he does. So I this guy it. asks all of the Nicolas Cage questions you've ever wondered. I love it. And um, he, t- he's talked about before in like, like on Letterman and that kind of thing about how like he thinks he's, he talks about like the dude's wild. <laughs> he talks about like, uh, like Western Kabuki as his style of acting okay. and like how he's invented a new thing. Sure. He talks a lot about like, animals and being okay. inspired by animals interesting and so one of the questions was have animals ever inspired your acting and this is i'm just reading this from the interview <laughs> he says word. he says 
the cobras, definitely. Because he had pet cobras for a while that he lived in a New York City apartment and had cobras. And his landlord was like, you can't have cobras here. And so he had to the get cobras. rid of them. So he's, he says, the cobras, definitely. definitely. They would try to hypnotize you by going side to side. And when I did Ghost Rider's Spirit of Vengeance, that's no. something my character does before he attacks. No. <laughs> no. He says that his character tries to hypnotize you side by side going side to side and then attacks. And that's that's amazing, right? And you're like, oh, this is a perfect interview. <laughs> but then he goes on to give you... Literally, literally, the best thing that has ever literally happened. The best thing that has ever happened? Ever in a celebrity interview. First of all, he also goes on to describe his acting style as nouveau shamanic. Sure. Because, Whatever because apparently, right, he talks about the dinosaur, dinosaur skull that he purchased, like a T-Rex skull that he didn't know was acquired illegally and then, like, gave it back to to a museum at some point. (laughs) But while he's talking... (laughs) While he's talking about this dinosaur, he mentions briefly, like, the idea of going on a grail quest. Like, going on this, like, quest for the Holy Grail. Like you do. And the interviewer does not let that slip. (laughs) And in fact, he says, Wait! What did you mean when you said you were on a grail quest and finding properties that aligned with that? Because Nicolas Cage publicly, like, went basically bankrupt because he bought, like, a manor on the East Coast and he bought this this, uh, property in Scotland. Like, Mm -hmm. he was just buying property and nobody really knew why. So he asks, he he says, what did you mean when you said you were on a grail quest and finding opportunities and properties that align with that? And Nicolas Cage says, one thing would lead to another. It's like when you build a library, you read a book and in it, there's a reference to another book. And then you buy that book and then you attach the references. For me, it was all about where was the grail? Was it here? Was it there? Is it in Glastonbury? Does it exist? And the interviewer says, oh, okay. I thought you were being metaphorical about going on a grail quest. (laughs) And then Nicolas Cage details the fact that he has been on a real life quest for the holy grail and buying properties in rhode island and in scotland because he thinks that's where the holy grail is (laughs) he talked about he talked about he talked about in glastonbury there's a well that tastes like blood and he says i guess it's really because there's a lot of iron in the water but legend has it that in that place was a grail chalice one of blood and one of sweat but that led to there being talk that people came to Rhode Island and they were looking for something as well. And so the interviewer is like, on, on this now. Yeah, and he says, that's why you bought property now. in Rhode Island? And he says, I don't know if I'm going to say that's why I bought property in Rhode Island. But I will say that's why I went to Rhode Island and I happened to find the place beautiful. But yes, that had put me on a search around different areas, mostly in England, but also some places in the States. What I ultimately found is, what <laughs> is... What is the grail but Earth itself? <laughs> Nicolas Cage is the greatest person alive. I don't think I've ever heard Nicolas Cage just speak as a person. And now I really want to. I, I've just never heard him in an interview. I've never heard him just I love outside him. of a film. 
I've never heard him talk. He is the most interesting person who's ever existed. I absolutely love Nicolas Cage. Looking for the looking the for the Holy Grail. Holy Grail. <laughs> he was looking the for the Holy Grail. Holy Grail. And he like went bankrupt over it because he kept buying places. And now they're making a movie about it. That's that's my favorite part of this is that Nicolas Cage has been in talks for a while now to play himself Himself. in a movie called it's do you know the title of this movie it's called the unbearable weight of massive talent (laughs) which is just amazing and it's a movie where Nicolas Cage plays himself plays a struggling like middle-aged actor who is hard up for money and so he takes a job where this like Mexican billionaire wants Nicolas Cage to appear at a birthday party. And so he takes this gig because he's like, sure, I'll make some money. And then it turns out that this guy is high up in the cartel. So the FBI approaches actual Nicolas Cage to infiltrate the cartel. And somewhere in the process, like the president's daughter gets kidnapped. But also, at the same time that all of this is happening, Nicolas Cage also plays (laughs) young Nicolas Cage from the 90s, who is critical of current Nicolas Cage for not taking better projects. That's the movie. There are tears in my eyes. That's, this is a thing that, like, two writers did, like, they, like, they just picked, pitched kind of a spec script that was like, hey, I know this isn't going to get picked up, but, like, here's what we can do. It was like, here's a thing that we could write if you wanted to hire us to write a thing. And people were like, this is kind of good. Yeah, I would do you think that. Nicolas Cage would do it? And Nicolas Cage of was like, yeah, I'll do it. do it. He's bankrupt. I love it. God, that's so funny. It's so good. I can't wait for that. The unbearable I weight need, of massive town. Massive I town. I need that movie to happen. I, I need to see it. Guarantee you, I will, I will be there. Opening midnight night. premiere. I will go to the midnight premiere. I will be there as soon as I'm allowed. I to know see almost movie. nothing about that man, and I will go to the midnight premiere. An enigma. A man who <laughs> thinks he's. It's like him invented. and Shia LaBeouf that are just like. Yeah. Big old question marks. The man who has invented the nouveau shamanic acting style and sure. and takes in inspiration from his pet cobras for Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance and f- tried to find the Holy Grail in real life. I will I will watch that man do anything. I will I follow do, him to the actual end of the earth. I want to go on like I want to go on like a Nicolas Cage marathon, but I'm afraid because I saw that episode of Community, so I don't want that to end up being. I would. That's that needs to be like something we do at some point. Is just like 24 hours just of like Nicolas for, Cage. Force me to watch Nicolas. Both Cage we'll do it together. We'll yeah. We'll watch a ton be, of it. For me, it'll be fresh. It'll be brand new for it's, me. We'll do, like, a whole thing where it's, like, we get... The food is in the room. Like, we do 24 hours of We Are Watching Nicolas Cage. We're... 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 It's a... It's the cage match. We're trapped in the cage. <laughs> trapped in the cage is really trapped good, actually. Cage. That's very good. Oh, I like that. We just... Don't we like have, that. Trademark. That's that means we We're it. doing it now. That means it's out. TM. We got it now. <laughs> I, I just say it and it's yours Nicolas Cage and, and he's actually it, like he's quite reserved in the first movie and he no, yeah. like just kind of I mean, dips into crazy in the second movie crazy, it, I still love it like right. it, it doesn't it's go so too fun. far for me 
I don't know if it, his other movies would go too far for me because Absolutely. everyone makes fun of them for a reason, yes. I assume. I want to watch Vampire's Kiss two, with you so bad. Vampire's Kiss? That's the one, if you've I ever seen the clip of him never. doing him doing the alphabet. No. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I have never heard it's of that incredible. in my life. It's incredible. It's so good. He, like, yells the whole alphabet for I some lo- reason. I would watch that on loop. I've seen the movie, and, like, still the best I can give you is for some reason he yells the alphabet. <laughs> it's crazy. Sorry. It's so fun. I love it. He's a ton of fun. I though. think he's... I think he's so fun. I think... I think I would watch him in just about anything. I think he's a genius. I think so, too. Like... If I'm being honest. That episode of Community, the question is, is he good or is he bad? I think he's good. I think he's he's a genius. Like I said, all I've seen is now this and also Ghost Rider. But I think he's great. I think the same thing about... genuinely, I think he's great. I think the same thing about Nicolas Cage that I do about Kanye. I think they are both, like geniuses who also just are weird yeah that like who just have both of them have done incredible things Nicolas Cage has made movies where I'm like that is an incredible performance no question yeah Kanye has put out albums and I'm like that's album See, I've never incredible. listened to Kanye like ever in my whole life so yeah. I don't I can't even like like there are I mean basically the same as Nicolas Cage I right. like know nothing about there Kanye is Kanye stuff honest. that is so good but then there's also like both of them have done things that are insane yeah Correct. And, like, I think they're on the same wavelength. I think Nicolas That's Cage and Kanye would kind of get each other. From the little I know of both of them. I wonder if they would be friends. I think they would. <laughs> That's they would either be question. friends or Or they nemeses. would hate each other. Yeah. They'd be nemeses. <laughs> Kanye West is the villain of National Treasure 3. <laughs> sure. I think we should go to question number four. Let's do it. Because we can only discuss Nicolas Cage for so long. Let's go. Question number four is inspired by uh, a listener who may or may not be present in these movies because uh, Riley you Poole looks exactly like the inspiration exactly for question number four. Uh, and if you think you have inspiration or if you think you look like somebody who's in National Treasure, Let's know. you ought to hit us up at wdwjwpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on the socials at wdwjwpodcast or we're on Facebook. It's what did we just watch with a question mark? And also, while you're doing all that, you ought to just pop pop down and, you know, give well. the show a little rate and review. Like, why not? Just, you're you know, already. five stars, say, like, wow, this is a good podcast, and then move on with your life. That's all it takes. That's all it takes um, Also, I said that fast because I wanted to get through it, but Ooh. if you if you need to think about it some more, if you really want to ruminate on all of those, like, email addresses and handles that I, I said, really think about you it. have all the time in the world if you go down to the full show notes below. Because right it's all in there. I put it in there every week. Every single week, Zach puts it there. Don't even worry about it. Don't make it for nothing. You can find out. Question number four is what kind of person plays this movie on a first date? No. (laughs) No. 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 Hold on. No. Not now. No. Now you, just you wait. No. Just you wait. No. Because my question is this. No. Why not? I'll give you one. Nicolas Cage is like very sexist. In okay, both of that's like very true. sexist in both. Of it's movies. a little like. I I won't say like me. very, but he is it's, definitely there's like, definitely there's like, like moments. Hey, of like, stop oh, talking now. <laughs> I don't like that you're specifically talking to the only woman in this entire the franchise woman. like that. Isn't that a movie that like passes the Bechdel test? Not you know? even a little bit. There's <laughs> the one lady. Yeah. And well, then, and then his the mom. Second one. 
separately but there they don't is talk either to each his other. mom or the lady he's banging, yes. and that's it. Okay, I get, I, I get that a little bit, right? But there's like one, there's only one scene where it's like, oh, Nick, come no, on. No, there were a couple. There's one there's scene in the in the first one. Okay. There is one scene that it's like. It's the one where she slips her heels off and tries to run away with the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. There's that one scene where he's like, no, oh, shush, there's shush, a shush, couple shush. where he says things that are like... But, like, later on in the movie, it's just like, hey, you did a good job. Good work. Are you two okay? Like, he's, like, checking he's in like on if they're okay. He's condescending to her, like, almost he, the whole time. But he's also condescending to everybody well, else yes, in the but movie. That doesn't mean worst. I have to like it. I still don't like no, it. I still <laughs> don't. But like, like it. No. I Listen, I want to say yes to and this And then, movie. like, it's weird. He breaks into... <laughs> he's, like, been kicked out of the house and breaks into... No, the second one is weird. That's weird that they've moved out. I and... think it's a no on both. It's they... a solid no for the also, other I, thing, You that can't scene, change my mind. That scene is really fun. Where... <laughs> like, the one where he's in the house and for some reason Phil yes! Dunphy is her dad. I I think it's fun. No. I think on I a, think on its own, yes, it can be funny. I can laugh at it. On a date, no. I think, other than a screening test. I think. Listen, clearly, it's not going to get the seal. But I think the first movie leans so hard into like this is a silly movie where we're going to steal the yeah. Declaration of Independence that like you can get away with it. I don't think it's a movie that like that goes so far that it's problematic. No, I think there are I movies where it's like, oh no. I, I would not go that far. I would say it's like just enough to make my inner like I get like I don't disagree. Like, it just like twinge a little bit. There are I'm moments like, where I'm like, hey, yikes. I fucking hate this guy. But like, like if I ever like okay, here's the thing. If I ever met Nicolas Cage in those movies, I would Hate oh, for sure. Would Everybody so would. Hard. And, like, that's a hard line for me to get over. When he's supposed to be the mm. romantic interest of the movie for the woman, who's the one woman is supposed to be very interested in. Yeah, I, I like, do blatantly get that. I'm like, I would hate him. So. I understand that. I just think there's so much in this movie that, but then there's like, both also, of them. Because that's what it is. It's the fact that the one woman in the movie is supposed to be, like, super enamored with him. But clearly he's the one that everyone who watches the movie is supposed to, like, want to be uh -huh. at the same time. I think that's where the, like, conflict is with me. Yeah. And it's like, he's kind of a jerk, but also, like, he yeah. is the hero. And it's not like the like, movie is playing into Like, it's the same thing as Indiana Jones. Like, yeah, I would hate exactly. Indiana Jones if I met Indiana right. Jones. Which is the same reason. That's what the movie that is, is so clearly riffing on. Yeah. Now, does it win points back because the end of the movie isn't, I can make so much money off of this, the end of the movie is we can give all of these artifacts back to that Egypt does make it and a little bit France better. and that stuff? That does make it a little bit better. Yes. I think it earns points back for that. I don't know the back. I don't know the I just think it, it loses points somewhere, it gets them back yeah. elsewhere. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love... Riley is his name? Riley Poole. I love Riley. Yes. 
I think he also earns points away from this, like, Yeah, Nicholas Riley definitely earns points away. Riley makes me lose points, because I love Riley. I think Riley's so funny. <laughs> he best. says some dumb stuff. He says some dumb nonsense he that is very fun to watch. He says some things. He says some dumb nonsense. Like, when he's in the ear, the first time Nicholas Cage goes to the party after introducing himself by a fake name, and he's like, is that the hot lady? Is she... Yeah. Is that the hot lady that you're talking to? And then even the very end, I think it was the first one. The very end of the first one, he yep. goes, enjoy your spoils, talking about yep. the girl. <laughs> he does. He it's says, like, like, you got the girl, so enjoy your, what do I have? He calls her spoils. Enjoy your spoils. I hate it. It's yucky. I know, but I think that's also the and joke. And I get that it's the joke. I know. I get it. But his <laughs> presence still makes me a little, like, gay. Yeah, I get that. But, like, I think this is not a terrible pick. It's not the worst. We've but done so not, many movies that are so much worse than not. this. <laughs> it may not get your seal. As far as I'm concerned, I think it's a yes. I think it's I a think this is an acceptable I choice. I don't think this is a red flag choice. No. We've watched a lot of things that are red flag. This may not I be... be, like, offended by it. Right. We've done movies where it's like, if they pick this, it's bad. a million other movies that would be way better. Oh, for sure. I think we've named all of, like, five that we've agreed on are definitely good picks. But, like, I don't think this is a bad one. No, I think it's not perfect. I hate it. But I don't think it's bad. I wouldn't, like, if someone picked it, I wouldn't be like, oh, ooh. I have to reevaluate the whole night. I'm, like, feeling something. <laughs> I think my date might be a feminist icon. You're oh going to have a great time if you watch this on a no, first date. No, this is a fun movie. That's the, you're going to have a ton of fun. And it does earn points in the fact that it could be a screening. It could like, be that, too. Like, do they laugh really hard at the little sexist moments? Uh-huh. Or are they like, huh, that's stupid that they said that. Right. And then I could be like, Because it's 2004 right, it and we hadn't that. figured everything out yet. People yeah. were still being bad in movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think it's a, I think it's a good choice. Okay. It may not be perfect, but I think it's good. No, it is not perfect. I will agree on that. <laughs> I just think sometimes, you know, we put a lot of like we have to pick a perfect movie for it to get the seal, but I think this is a movie like That's fair. this is gonna be a very fun movie if you watch it on a first date. It is fun. And it's I, it's at the point of like being nostalgic where you're like, Hey, do you wanna watch this movie that we probably grew up on? This is a new movie to me. That, that might could be, part be of too. It, that it's like it has no nostalgia for me. Yeah. This is just my first viewing of it ever. So it maybe had I watched it when I was younger, it would have been a yes. Maybe. But as someone who's watching it for the first time, it's a no. I can get on board <laughs> with that. It's like at least a very like tentative maybe. The first one to me is a yes. The second one is like loses a couple percentage points. Yeah. The also because of the sequel. I mean, worse. the sequel is, you can't watch a sequel on a first date anyway. No, why would you do that? Silly. Silly choice. It doesn't break any rules anywhere. No, they're definitely not perfect. Right, they're not perfect. There's no misogyny. There's no... no well, uh, there's misogyny. Or that's not the no, word I was looking for. There's uh, no... Uh, 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 infidelity cheating. is the word I was looking yeah, for. Infidelity, that's the word. Um, there's no uh, uh, racial slurs, so there that's fun. Not. no. Um, we have another one. Oh, there's no boobs, so that's There cool. are no boobs. 
Because this movie's rated PG. So you couldn't, you, couldn't you literally couldn't put a couple put a of those things in there. You tried. <laughs> you couldn't put a couple And there. they've tried. They, I don't think they have. I'm sure they tried. <laughs> I, I would watch National Treasure on a first date. Okay. Good for you. You're, you're making a statement <laughs> about like what kind of thing you want to do where it's like, look, I'm fun. I'm going to watch National Treasure yeah, on this no, date. I get it. It's, I would never pick it. It's less than perfect, but it's not bad. It takes both of us saying we would pick it to get the seal. Yeah, I know. That's the point. Okay, so we'll go to question number five. And question number five is, could someone else have done better? Um, and I want to throw to you first, because yeah. you've, you've told me you have okay. something for this. Think of this movie. I know this movie knows it's silly. Mm-hmm. But if it, like... This movie takes itself a little bit seriously. The first one, yes, for sure. especially the first one. Yeah, which this idea conceptually I based around the first one because again, when we yes. started tonight, we thought we were only we had pitched. One. Let's do two. Absolutely nonsense comedy version. Okay, of just this just movie. far left field. Let's go wild. I said this while we were watching it. Nicholas Cage, to me, is the Owen Wilson and Will Arnett just had a child. If they funneled all their crazy into one into person. Into one human being, it would be. And Nick Will Arnett's Cage. widow speak, if we yes. funneled all that into one person. So, in this, not that I want to replace Nicolas Cage. Never. But if it was going to be a full comedy, it would probably not be Nicolas Cage. No. <laughs> it would be Will Arnett. Yeah. Because they are a very similar type. Yes. Will Arnett is just Will Arnett the crazy is comedy guy. Yes, absolutely. And I am in love with Will Arnett. Oh, for sure. So, He's great. Um, That's very fun. Riley. Uh-huh. Michael Sarah. Oh, funny. Would be very fun, I think. I, I don't want to lose Riley as <laughs> no, he is now. I don't either. I but Michael Sarah would Michael be Sarah funny. Michael Sarah would also be That would be a funny fun bit. In that type. Yes. Abigail, imagine, like, I forget when they were married, but when Will Arnett and Amy Poehler were married. Right. <laughs> Amy Poehler. Clearly. <laughs> so imagine we're doing this also in the mid-2000s. Of course. But when it, when it actually time. came out it's in the first place. Amy Poehler. Maybe she <laughs> sure. say if you're having fun. Yeah, either way. If, usually if I say Amy Poehler, I'm going to say, or, or Tina, Tina Fey I suppose. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say... Specifically, Sean Bean. Okay. Ricky Gervais. Oh, fun. Just another British guy. It's another goofy British a, guy. Funny British Very guy. funny, yeah. <laughs> His dad, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. And that's that's Eugene. nice because we don't have to have John Voight in the movie. Exactly. Which is great. We love you. Anytime Levy, we can Eugene get Levy John Voight. If we can get John Voight out of a project, though. Let's great. do it. So Eugene Levy just in general. Which is unfortunate because John Voight, like, does, good does a good job in he both of these movies. Job. But, like, yes, correct. I would but, I would take him out of most projects. Yeah. If you've hitched your wagon to, like, still doing Trump stuff now, Yikes. you can be out of my national treasure as far as I'm concerned. Yikes. You're no longer a national treasure, And as the it only were. other person I have listed is, you know how the guy from Hannah Montana was in the beginning yeah, of Yeah, Jason the Earls, one? the Jason brother. Jason Earls was in the beginning of this one? Jackson. Replace that, and it's just John Mulaney. <laughs> just 
just that brief little moment. It's just briefly John Mulaney. Just adult John Mulaney. Yeah, just John Mulaney. Thankfully, like, kind of a similar type. Just John Mulaney's deeply more famous. Yeah, for sure. I get that. And John Mulaney would. I'm into (laughs) that. He would agree to do that. I'm very into that, actually. And that's what I got. So... I have um, a different pitch that okay. I can't. I can't believe we haven't discussed this sort of idea before. Okay. Um, I refuse to take Nicolas Cage out of any movie he's already. In. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, but there is one. There is one style of project that I think calls Nicolas Cage's name okay. that he hasn't undertaken yet, Ooh, and and it's been undertaken by some. I mean some top-notch actors john malkovich eddie murphy like guys who have really done work uh-huh and that's the one man every part role ah yes uh-huh. national treasure book of secrets starring nicholas cage and only nicholas cage nicholas cage as every role in national treasure book of secrets him as every role in any movie i think would be Nicholas Cage as Benjamin Franklin Gates and also as the president being kidnapped by Benjamin Franklin Gates. I can't believe... And also as Benjamin Franklin Gates' girlfriend. And, as, and also as Abigail Chase and also as Riley Poole and, and also as a bunch of guys that have French accents and also as a bunch of guys that have British accents. Nicholas Cage is doing voices. Nicholas Cage is the queen of Nicholas Cage. She does now. For sure, she does now. I'm just listen. It's we've we've talked now about two different projects where Nicholas Cage either has or is going to play multiple characters. Adaptation is adaptation. I still I think should have been an Oscar winner. Like I think he could have won an Oscar for adaptation. Like unbearable weight of massive talent. Who knows? But it's gonna be so interesting to see him play both of those versions of himself. Either way, I think he's gonna buy you, that movie once it comes out. Also, like, like gonna own it. an excellent example is the movie Face Off, okay. where Nicolas Cage plays first a Nicolas Cage character and then plays himself but doing an impression of a john travolta character oh interesting. because the whole bit of that movie nicholas cage and john travolta switch faces he's the whole bit is like i'm gonna take his face off and they switch faces so it's each of them doing impressions of each other which is amazing i think the only reference i have to that movie is okay there used to be a makeup competition show called Face Off. Face Off, yes. Which I used to love. It was very cool. It was like cool. special effects makeup uh-huh. and I was super into it and I loved it. Um, I Every time I saw Face Off on like the DVR, I would turn it on and sometimes it would be that movie. Sometimes and it I would be the movie. And I would immediately turn it off because I'd be like, no, I thought this was going to be the special effects Project One Runway type show. Yeah. Um, and it's like, <laughs> No, so. it's not that. It's Caster so Troy. So I would rather not watch Nicholas Cage I, as I, I, Caster I Troy. I watch special effects makeup artists do their thing. I don't want to watch whatever this is. We are absolutely going to watch Face Off for this podcast at some point because it's one of the absolutely. most insane movies ever made. Absolutely. John Travolta and Nicholas Cage doing impressions of each other for an entire feature length film. That's the movie. It's so good. I love that. But because that, John Travolta is just another like crazy no, another person. crazy person. But that's a perfect example of like Nicholas Cage. 
can and will just do anything. Oh, yeah. And I think it's long overdue Mm -hmm. that we get Nicolas Cage as every character in a movie. Okay. Nicolas Cage as his own love interest. Nicolas Cage as the villain and the hero. Just imagine Nicolas Cage escaping a White House banquet populated almost entirely of other (laughs) Nicolas Cages. Nicolas Cage breaks into his ex's house, who is also Nicolas Cage, and she comes home on a date, but with another Nicolas Cage. And the bit is like, who's this new guy? Looks familiar. Because it's all Nicolas Cage. It's a crime against nature that we haven't gotten in Nicolas Cage plays every character movie. And National Treasure 3 should be Nicolas Cage's I play every character movie. I have another one for you. Okay. Because this seems very obvious. I think Nicolas Cage would do very well in a Muppet movie. Nicolas Cage would be an excellent I'm the only human in Muppet movie. I'm the only person in Muppet movie. Yes. I thought about that. Any human being would be good in an old Muppet movie. It would be Nicolas Cage. I had that thought and that's what led me to, wait, what if we did something Who would be Riley? I think Riley is the one that interests me the most. I think it's Beaker. Mm, I was going to say Rizzo. Oh, okay. But it or could like, also be Gonzo. Know. Gonzo would be a great writer. Or you could do the, um, not Beaker, but the scientist. The yellow, he's got the big head. Yeah, his, uh, Bunsen. Bunsen, yes. I think that's what it is. I think that also would be fun. One of the, one of the cute little nerdy ones. <laughs> he's a little hacker man. And he doesn't have fingers, so he just kind of smashes his hands into the keyboard to Kermit do and I think Kermit and Picky just kind of spit that one out. Oh, interesting. Kermit could be Sean Bean. Because Piggy can't be Abigail. No, it's 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 Russian. Piggy can't be in love with Nicholas Cage. No, it's Russian Kermit from the uh, the yes, Muppet movie play yes. is Sean Bean. Yes, Scary yes. Kermit Evil is the Kermit. Sean Bean. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. And you know, then, um, it's almost the, as good as Nicholas Cage guy, being Sean Bean. Guy is Harvey Keitel. Sam Eagle. No, Sam Eagle doesn't show up until the sequel because Ed Harris is clearly Sam Eagle. That's so easy. The Ed Harris character, Mitch Wilkerson, is Sam Eagle, obviously. Uh, and then the old guys are just whatever FBI agents that show up in both movies. Yeah, for just sure. F- random FBI Harvey agents. Harvey Keitel is Statler guys. and Waldorf. Yes. Just, yes. He's both of them. Yes. <laughs> And then there's also still yet again no lady Muppets, hardly. No. So like, yeah, you figure that out as you go. Yeah, so. you make it. Maybe you make a new Muppet. Make a new Muppet. There, Come on. Get, I am never gonna say no to more lady Muppets because there's just none. There's <laughs> not enough there's female the representation the in the Muppets. Janice, I think her name is Janice. There's Miss Piggy. Yes, with the big there's lips. There's the new Miss Piggy that they made for the show. Yeah, the new one. The Office type show. Yeah. That's like the on the new Muppet and show. And there's a couple the other ones. The chickens are ladies, I think. <laughs> and that's convincing. Much it. Oh, funny. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a good time. Nicholas Cage as every character is the most inspired I thing mean, I've ever said on this no, podcast. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> genius, if I'm being honest. I think we should go to question number six because we're not going to get better than that. Question number Thank six. You. Is would this be better as a musical? I know you want to say yes. I kind of do. I know you do. I can't explain why, though. 
That's my that's my hang up is I can't explain why. None of the I like. I can't see it fall apart. I think that is <laughs> none of the like. Because I don't know that it would be good. No. I think it. I think it would be fun. I kind think it like would be exactly like the movie. It's not good, but it's a ton of fun. I think it would none be great the, off like, Broadway. I think it would be a great off Broadway piece. Yeah, none of the set pieces are gonna translate. Like you can't go into the lost no. city of gold. You can't find your way into Cibola. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to be good. It's but not going like, to have a big budget. No, but it needs to be silly. It feels like a Star Kid musical. Yeah, I was going to say that. It feels like a Star Kid musical. It feels like one of those things that like somebody puts together as a goofy project. It feels like I was watching... You You literally got to my house while I was watching Waiting for Guffman with my yes, mom. Yes, it feels like that. It, it feels like a Waiting for Guffman Star Kid crossover i don't know like the same energy <laughs> it's as got the that kind of they vibe. do in waiting for government like yes. it's a little silly but like low-key you're like okay this is pretty but that's kind of good it's kind of fun because every time i watch waiting for government i'm like okay but this music is not bad it like, feels it's not like bad. the national treasure musical has to come from like trail to oregon or holy yes. musical batman like it yes. has to come from like what a very potter it, musical again it, it's like the movie it has to know what it is it has to know what it is it and if it knows know what it is, is if you set this thing to music it can be I so much really fun bad. but in the same way that the music has to know that the movie has to know that it's campy and goofy the musical would also need to know that it's campy and goofy correct and if it's un- incapable of doing that then it will be don't bad. bother yep. don't do it exactly but I think it could be so much fun if it's no, good. I think it would be, be very fun. Oh, you I get would the be right all people about in it. There, it could be crazy good. Jordan Fisher would make such a good Riley. Stop. That would be so good. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were going to say an occasion. I was like, Jordan no, 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 Fisher no, 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 does no, no, not no. need to do that. Jordan, Jordan Fisher would, would be, be really a great Riley. Though. Oh, that would be so good. Manny Patinkin as Harvey Keitel. Christian Borel. Christian Borle is a great choice for Benjamin Franklin yeah. Kurtz. <laughs> That's a ton of fun. I feel like I recommend Christian Borle for like every single time we do this, but like <laughs> this one I think is really like his. Yes. He's good at being like the douchebag asshole kind yes. of person. I mean, and anytime like we talk about a is. musical, I'm on a quest to figure out where I can put Mandy Patinkin because I want him and in also everything. Debate. And also Aaron Tveit, but sometimes oh, it's just I don't know like, that Aaron Tveit belongs in He's that my one, leading man type yeah. in my brain. But I don't know that a leading man type belongs. That's the thing. Life. I don't think Nicolas Cage is a leading man type, no, but he has become not. too famous to ever take like a secondary role. Yeah. And he won't do That's it anymore. That's why he hasn't been in anything for so long. Right. He just kind of doesn't belong anywhere. And people aren't making Nicolas Cage type Yeah, you have anymore. to make something for Nicolas Cage. Exactly. For Nicolas Cage to belong in it. Which kind of sucks, but all of it's kind of great. And it's how we're going to get a movie like The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Exactly. Which I'm so is excited. destined to either be the best movie ever made or the worst thing either in the way, history I'm of Hollywood. Be, I'm so excited about that. And it's going to be so fun either way. I'm so excited. And from there, we should go to question number seven. Let's do it. And question number seven is, what do you rate this film? Do you want to go first this time? Sure. I rated both of these movies. Yes, collectively. Uh, collectively. On... America's national birds. Or proposed <laughs> national birds. Sure. The bottom end being Benjamin Franklin's proposed national bird, which was the, the turkey. turkey. Yeah, of course. Uh, lame. 
dumb. <laughs> a bad bird. Like, everybody agrees that was a dumb idea. That's the worst bird. Uh, two eagles. A like, bald eagle. A bald eagle's pretty cool. That's a, that's that's a, a dope bird. bird. That's a cool I mean, bird. Like a cardinal. That's, like, like it's if pretty I good. one, I'm gonna be like, that's pretty cool. But, like, that seemed pretty much. Awesome they're around it's they're not around. like stunning it's just like whoa cool. it's not like the best thing i've ever seen but like i'm like ah cool nice. that's i'm into that um i decided i was gonna give i'm gonna give this series uh-huh. as a whole because i'm assuming that i can't say two movies because there was gonna be another one someday uh-huh. you know there is oh for sure there i'm gonna be. i'm gonna give this series a 1250 1250 out of 1776. <laughs> America! The other option was to give it 30 out of 55 signers of the Signatures, Declaration of Independence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but out of 1776 works better for both movies together. Yes. 1250 out of 1776. That feels right. Yes. <laughs> These are such fun movies. I, no, I enjoyed them. You're good. That's what I'm saying about a first date movie. You're gonna have a great time. Okay. I, I get it. He says you himself, live your life, and time. I'll live mine. How <laughs> oh, well? Well, let's both live your life by going to question number eight, which is for you this week. It's what are we gonna watch next week? Yeah. I I brought you a heavy hitter of two movies. What do you <laughs> ha- What do you have for us for next time? We've I have been brought another heavy hitter. I can't that wait. next week is our one year. It is. This is episode 51. This, this, next week is, next episode, week is 52. episode 52. Yeah. So I decided, what better Emily move is there than to ease the burden off of myself than to kind of put it on you a little bit? I don't even know what that means. I've got a hat here. Oh, um, no. pieces of paper in it. What? <laughs> I'll bring the audio medium into a visual medium This is, bit. yes, this is um, a very good visual uh, moment. I would like you to pick one of these pieces of paper. Don't look at it. Just hand it to I'm me. I'm not going to look at Don't it at all. It. I'm, just hand it to me. I'm rooting around in the hat. I'm just There's going to... No. <laughs> but I'm trying to build up the suspense. Great, it's that right? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Putting the hat down. I Hold must on. ask again. What are we going to watch next week? We need to take another vote. Okay. okay. Uh, there's more. To, there's so many layers Hold to on. this. Hold on. There's another layer. Hold what? On. What? Okay. How? What's going on? This is the hat again? Why was there Why was there a hat? Don't look at it and hand it to me. What happened there? Great. I'm so confused. This is all by design. This is all by design. I don't believe you anymore. This is insane. Wow. What? What are we watching next week? So Question number eight. Our very first episode was Spider-Man 2. It sure was. So in the first hat you pulled out of was what actor Spider-Man should be doing. Oh, okay. And you picked Tobey Maguire. Yeah, that's right, I did. So, the second one was... Which one? Which number yeah. of those movies should we do? And you picked Spider-Man 3. So we're yes! going to do Spider-Man 3 next week. We, you're going to... For gonna... our one-year anniversary doing this podcast. I can't we're wait. We're going to do Spider-Man 3. Next week you're getting my dissertation on why <laughs> Spider-Man 3 is good, actually. Spider-Man is we're no don't save it for next week. I have <laughs> so much to say about Thomas Hayden Church. I, I I will I will go to battle for Spider-Man 3. I put it's all four actors so that have ever been Spider-Man in that. 
I love it. And you picked Toby Maguire. That's it, it was destined. That was meant for me, clearly, yeah. because that's the one that that was correct for me. I even put Shaniqua Moore, who was, was in the Spider Verse, <laughs> which listen. Which then, it, had you picked that one, I would have been just like, cool, we're doing Spider Verse. There would have been no second half. Yeah. I, there's not a single Spider-Man movie that I despise, but Spider-Man 3 is the one that I will I will defend to my grave because I don't think people give it enough credit. No, I, in, in, I haven't seen it in a very long time. But last time I saw it, I remember enjoying it. So we'll, we're going to have a good time. We, we'll get into all of this next week, though, because Spider-Man 3, I think, is another movie that understands exactly what movie it is. It does. Just like Agreed. the National Treasure series. Which I'm so glad we did a double feature of because they're both collectively together just so good. There's so much going on there. And I love it so much. And 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 you know, it's fitting for us because yeah. if there's one thing that he's doing in the National Treasure flicks, he's answering some questions. He's, he's answering making some me ask. He's making us ask what what? What's going on? What? What's huh? happening here? He's making us ask questions but yeah. that's our job yeah is to ask these questions and to answer better. them it's the sacred duty that we've undertaken mm -hmm. and that's what's important here is that we stick sure. to what it is that we've promised to do that's what we have to do every week year. every every week for the entire last year <laughs> we have promised that these are the questions we will ask and subsequently answer but most importantly we have promised to you for an entire year Mm -hmm. that we will ask and answer our most important question of all the number one the most and the biggest and the best yeah. it's what did we just watch One line.